welcome to season two of Montrose Podcast. I'm your host, Mary Cahill Farella. Some of the very helpful feedback we've received is that it would be great to include some shorter episodes in our lineup for when you may just have five or 10 minutes to listen. So we've heard you and I'm very happy to introduce the Montrose Mini, a small yet impactful way of shining a light on what's going on here at Montrose School, where girls are called to greatness. Right after the presentation, one of my classmates approached me and said to me, Sophie, um, thank you so much for doing that. I had always thought that vaping was more healthy for you than smoking. And now that you've shown me that it's not, I'm never going to do it in my life. And I said, thank you so much for telling me that. It, you know, if that's the one thing that anybody got out of this presentation, then that makes it all worth it. In this Montrose Mini, senior Sophie Cocho shares what she learned about vaping during her summer internship at UMass Medical Center, specifically how vaping affects adolescents. Sophie's impressive research will help you to think critically about this new cultural phenomenon. Her concern for others will warm your heart. Tell me how you decided to take on this topic. Yeah, so I participated in an internship over the summer. It was the UMass Medical Neuroscience and Mental Health Internship. So a long name, but um, very short. It was two weeks and I was able to interact with a ton of medical professionals. And my mentor for the week was somebody who um, specialized in to, uh, smoking sensation, cessation. So, you know, stopping um, helping people to stop smoking and vaping. So my partner and I during the week decided to do a project on vaping because um, that's a very pertinent topic today. And um, we did a project on how vaping affects adolescents. And it's a very important topic to me as well because I have family members that vape regularly. And after learning how dangerous it truly can be for you, it was you know important to me to help others learn what I had learned as well. So tell me about you and your partner's findings. What did you learn? So we learned that vaping is very bad for you, <laughs> in short. Um, it's People don't generally know that because vaping has been around for so short of a time that there's no long-term studies to say, like smoking, it's bad for you for sure. Um, but we've learned that you know, com- vaping companies who are the ones that are getting all the money from the vaping, vaping products are the ones that are advertising that vaping is good for you. So that's where the misinformation is coming from. But vaping is actually very bad for you. It can affect um, the adolescent brain um, negatively. And also the things that are in the vape itself are damaging to the human body. And so you mean the ingredients that are being ingested. I also heard, and maybe you can speak to this a little bit Mm -hmm. if your research touched on it, that the process by which, so the actual coil Mm -hmm. in the vape that sort of creates the vapor Mm -hmm. is interacting with those ingredients in a way that that chemical process and the Mm -hmm. byproducts of that we're also ingesting if we vape and that those are dangerous. Yeah. So the problem is that we don't know what is in each vape. Um, e-juice, which is the the juice that is heated up and then inhaled through a vapor. So while the FDA has uh, um, approved the vapor, the vapes for, um, and the e-cigarettes for selling, they're not regulating them. So they're not telling, they're not saying this is what's in each one. So companies basically have the license to put whatever they want 
into the vaping products, which is very dangerous. So while we don't know exactly what's in there, common things that have been found that are very dangerous and that are being inhaled into the lungs are volatile organic um, chemicals like benzene, which is found in car exhaust, um, carcinogens or cancer-causing agents that are also being inhaled into the lungs, metals like nickel, tin, and lead, which are obviously awful, and other very small minuscule particles that are being inhaled into the lungs but are just sitting there um, and not coming back out. And one of those that is commonly used for flavoring um, of the vape products is diacetyl. And diacetyl was actually once used in movie pop butter popcorn, which is funny, yeah. But um, Another thing that is awful for us, unfortunately. Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> and they um, discontinued it after they found that um, factory workers had been uh, contracting, who were working with it, working with it in the factory, had been contracting a disease called popcorn lung, in which their um, breathing pathways were narrowing and it was making them difficult, making it difficult for them to breathe. There's also the nicotine that's in vaping products, and that is also incredibly harmful to adolescents because um, the nicotine has been shown to cause um, changes in the brain for adolescents because adolescent brains are obviously still developing. They're in that stage where they're constantly forming new pathways, um, uh, damaging other ones, destroying other ones, creating new connections. And if there's something in there like nicotine that's affecting those, then that can be very damaging to the teenage brain. The amount of nicotine in one pack of cigarettes is equal to the amount of nicotine in one pod of um, a vaping liquid. And teens can go through two of those pods a day, which is equal to two packs of cigarettes. And you know, they're thinking, oh, vaping is healthy, it's fine, it's fine, but they don't know um, what could be in those vapes and also what the nicotine is doing to their brain and to their system. And that's dangerous as well because teens are more susceptible to addiction because our decision-making centers are not fully developed yet. So we're more susceptible to become addicted and then also not realize we're addicted because we don't experience the negative effects of smoking like adults do. So teens can stay addicted for longer, um, they can become addicted easier, and they can also um, ingest higher doses of nicotine without experiencing the more difficult side effects. So it's just a very dangerous game that teens are playing. And I just want to say, you know, it, it's, it's bad. So I want to say against all that um, misinformation out there, no, vaping is bad. Um, and that it's a good idea to help your teen, or, or if you are a teen, to stop now, because now is the easiest time to stop before you get older and before you teach your brain to start becoming addicted to other substances, which could be more harmful. It's difficult because in our culture today, it's viewed as a cool thing among adolescents to do. So I think that one of the biggest steps that teens can make right now who are against vaping and want to help stop the vaping epidemic is to help educate their peers and make it into something that's not cool and something that's actually dangerous. So studies have shown that teens are more who vape are more receptive to their peers who are telling them to stop than, they're, than, they, than they would be receptive to an AI machine or adults who are experts on it. Just the peer... Um, guidance, peer counseling is just the first step, I think, in ending the vaping epidemic. Thanks for joining us for this Montrose Mini with senior Sophie Cocho. 
please visit our website, MontroSchool.org, to learn more about Sophie's research and resources. You can also learn about upcoming events here on campus, like Open House on Saturday, October 26th, and the next talk in our Life Compass speaker series by Deborah Farmer Chris, called Making the Best of Stress, How to Coach Your Child or Teen to Grow in Resilience, on Tuesday, November 5th. Until next time, I'm your host, Mary Cahill-Farella, and I'm glad you could spend this time with Montrose Podcast. Thank you.